Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. And welcome to part five, the exciting conclusion of the podcast. We're going to pick up here where we left off yesterday. If you'd like to become a patron and get all of our episodes in full on Sunday night, you can go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. Support at any level there. We have levels that start at just $5 a month. We'll get you all of our full episodes without this pitch to the patrons on Sunday night in full. Remember, you can also go to offendedpodcast.com. You can go there, buy some merch. That'll give you something cool, and it'll also give us a little something to keep the lights on over here at You Have Offended This Podcast main headquarters. Check us out on our social media. At Twitter, we are at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, you can just search You Have Offended This Podcast, and you'll find us there. You can interact with us there. We'll answer your questions. You can give us movies that you'd like to see, favorite scenes, favorite actors, actresses, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. So check those things out. Please become a patron. If you can't do that, give us a rating. Give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you download your podcasts. That's a huge help. Or at the very least, if you could just tell a few friends about us, that would be awesome too. Thanks very much. And now enjoy the exciting conclusion of the podcast. And Ryurei says, wait. And then they look down and they realize, oh, this motherfucker's wearing his little merkin beard's coming off. What the shit? And then they take his beard off and peel the Tom Cruise Mission Impossible rubber face off the dude. Yeah. And they're like, this isn't the guy I want to kill. Is what this Kinjo? No. Is this kid? Is this Kinjo? <laughs> what do you mean? What no. about this guy? <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome. They they killed this wrong guy now. And she she looks back over her shoulder at Ryurei like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's amazing. Like, he's basically pulled the Hannibal Lecter wear another man's face because it looks so real. <laughs> it's really good. I like it's how Ryu good. goes, this is so typical of him. <laughs> talking yeah, about I his know, mother. right? <laughs> Ryurei's like, this, god damn it. Yeah. What the, classic dad. Ass. Classic. Classic. <laughs> Classic Ishiro. But Yuki here is like, stop, you wait here. Here's a mirror. And then Ryurei, after she stares at it with death in her eyes, smashes this fucking mirror. And I love that Yishiro comes in and looks and then runs away again. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, that was awesome. He just like runs in there like, oh shit. And then he runs off. It's you awesome. asshole family. So I, good. I loved it. I love how he runs and there's two like stairways like side by side again i don't know why i like secret passages yep you know and all that shit and there's two stairways going you know in opposite directions so he runs up one and she runs up the other which are the balconies overseeing the ballroom so all the ballroom dancers are still down there doing their thing eating their pigs in a blanket or whatever they they ate in those days (laughs) and it turns out that she went to the wrong balcony so she's on one balcony and the other two are on the other balcony across the way, and uh, it's good, man. Ryurei and Gishiro come out, and Ryurei has the drop on Gishiro here, on his dad. And Yuki is like, oh, you're right there. And when she says Ryurei's name, he gets distracted, looks at her for half a second, which lets Gishiro pull his fucking gun out. Pull his fucking pistol out. Yeah. Jesus Christ, dude. She and- fucking looks so badass. Like when she's like doing her voiceover and she's like, 
Kishiro, I will kill you. Like, she's fucking glaring at him, and it's awesome. It's so good. She's splashed in fucking blood, and she's just death-staring this dude from across the balcony. It's tremendous. She doesn't blink. Like, no. she does not blink. No, she's fucking awesome. And Ryurei is trying to get Gishiro's attention on him because Gishiro is pointing the gun at Yuki. And he, Ryurei, attacks his dad with the sword, but as he raises his hand up above his head, his dad shoots him. Gishiro yeah. shoots Ryurei. Yeah, and then he shoots him again and again. Like, he yeah. shoots the shit out of his own son. Fuck that guy. Like, a lot. And then Yuki... But she... Jumps puts across. the fucking sword in her teeth like goddamn yeah. Jack Sparrow. Well, I was thinking and, like Errol Flynn, but yeah, she right? jumps over, grabs the <laughs> chandelier, and swings across. And uh, now Gashiro has shot like his son, I don't know, like about the same amount of times as 50 Cent got shot. And <laughs> she just figures, oh, well, Ryu is dead, so I'll just put the sword through his back. Out his front and I'll through his dad. Stab through both of these bitches and uh, accomplish my goal. And it's good, man. The sword works. He Gishiro spits like thick fucking red paint out his mouth. Yeah. And when he's trying to turn around and she's holding the oh. swords on his... On his wrist. On his wrist so he can't, he can't turn around. Like she's not slicing. She's just holding it there. And yep. then he does manage to get turned around. Shoots her one shot off, and then which is amazing. Now he falls, and he's now bleeding all over the flag of Japan and America and America. Yeah, that's when she slices his neck, and blood spurts out like a fountain. And you get that overhead shot that Quentin also used in Kill Bill when the dude fell into the fountain. Mm. And yeah, the blood is sprayed over the Japanese and American flags, which again, symbolic of okay, this relationship is kind of doomed to kind of fail. You guys. Yeah. As a political statement, and Vurey is fucking dead upstairs, and Gishiro's dead downstairs. He fell amongst all the party goers who are now freaking the fuck out. And Yuki is upstairs, shot. Yeah. And we get a great shot here now. I don't know how she got out of the party, but she got out of the party, but she's in her death throes here. Her beautiful yellow butterfly white kimono drenched in fucking blood she is her hair's all fucked up i love this she yeah she her hair is fucked up and she's just staggering through the snow but now we get the great payoff of kobue coming up yeah right of bonzo takamura's daughter coming up and being like oh there's that bitch and runs up with a sword and stabs her anyway yeah Yeah, she doesn't actually say there's that bitch (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's that bitch yeah there's that bitch <laughs> yeah, yeah I, dude yuki's face when kobue stabs her yeah is fantastic because you know you said it before it's this spray of emotions of like oh fuck that hurt oh i'm glad she smiles like oh good you got your revenge yeah and then it turns to sadness like okay now you have to carry this shit with you forever yeah do you know what I mean? Like this, the the that shot of her face after Kobe stabs her is one of the best shots in the film. It really is, and that's what I mean. I just, I just love the whatever training that you know is done in this part of the world. Like it's just masterful. Like you know, in an American film, they'd be like, 
oh, well, thank you for stabbing me because finally I get to rest. You know, like, like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Shut up. Say three things with just your eyes. And that's what right? they that's what they do so well. And the music is playing like and she's just walking and bleeding and she pulls that little tanto knife or whatever knife is and yep. just falls to the ground in the snow. And it's quite beautiful. She she takes her bloody hand and just kind of makes a handprint in the snow and she's just kind of like clutching it as she dies yeah pushes it up against her face to feel the cold of the the cold of the snow and the warmth of her blood together Mm. on her face like fuck man it's so good this movie's tremendous like it really is it there's a reason that this movie's a classic yeah and she just kind of screams into the snow it's fuck man yeah it's a really good ending to a tremendously good movie yeah, I highly, highly recommend this. They cut but, to a the, the the bamboo forest here with the the sunrise, and it's kind of the final shot of the film. Fucking highly recommend. But she's alive. She is alive because we got to go to part two. So, so I forget what part two is called, but we'll do that in an upcoming season. She yeah, let's die. do that. She's next fucking season. Lady Snowblood, man. She's of the Netherworld. She is of the Netherworld, man. Born for vengeance, dude. Just think about this. Next Mortal Kombat video game. Playable character, Lady Snowblood of the oh, Netherworld. Oh, 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 oh. Just call her Yuki. You got the fucking umbrella, right? And you can, like, you know, like you screen the goalie in hockey. You screen your opponent Yeah. with the fucking umbrella. Yeah, that'd be dope. I'd play that character. You're goddamn right I would. Well, I mean, you know, Katana kind of did that. Like, you know, Katana had her fans. Yes. So. Yes, but, that's right. But, uh... Man, I really, really enjoyed that film. I, yeah, I loved how shit. it was really violent. I loved how it was really beautiful. And I loved how it was really emotional. Like, you get, you really get invested in the film. Because we watch martial arts films because we like to see people kicking the fuck out of other people. Yeah. But when there's a story behind it, it just feels right. Yeah, it feels tremendous when you get a payoff of everything that you were looking for. the Everything that was teased in this movie early on pays off later. All of the acting is tremendous. The martial arts are great. The violence, like, yes, it's over the top, and yes, the sort of fire hose spray of blood is there, but this is a stylized movie mm. that really, really works in. But the thing is, in those in the movies in the 70s, the hero didn't always get what they wanted. Like, the 70s had a lot of fucked up endings. Like, the 70s had a lot, like, I've worked my whole life to get my revenge. Well, guess what? You don't. Pew! Yeah. <laughs> like, a fucking like that? shoots you in the head. Suck like, on oh, that. Fuck, that guy got nothing. Like, and then they would just, like, wah, wah, wah. and then credits would roll, and you'd be like, fuck, that. That was pretty fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> like, now I gotta go home feeling sad. Yeah, yeah. They would do shit like that. So, but this this film, like you're you're watching it, and my point of saying that is, you don't know if she's going to get her revenge or not. Like, because in those older movies, like sometimes they would just deny you and say, "There you go, fucking deal with that ending, bitch." Yeah, eat that, eat that. Yeah, and this in this one, there are two points in the movie where you think, oh. Yeah. Like, you think Yashiro's dead, and you get the, oh, come on. 
And then when when Okono hangs herself, you're like, fuck again for real. Fuck. And that's God what damn they it. do. Like they just they don't allow you to feel. They don't allow you to feel the um, the satisfaction. Right. They don't yeah. allow you to feel the satisfaction. So at the very end, and they even fake you out again. You know, when she chopped yeah. that fucking guy's both hands off at the wrist, that oh. was fucking incredible. And then so they're like, good. oh, wait, it's not him. And then, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Because you get that feeling and then they take it away. Like, it's really well done, man. I, yeah. I really, it's like a little roller coaster ride. Kudos to this film. All right. So let's do the categories. What do you got from music and Foley on this film? Five fists out of five. Yeah, man. I can't go lower than five fists out of five. The songs are great. The the Foley, while sometimes over the top, fits the movie perfectly. I, I like it. Like at the beginning when she does that punch front flip and it's like, you know, like that. Wait, wait, wait. I can't yeah. even make the sound. You know what I'm, you know, it's kind yeah. of like a scraping piano strings or whatever, like and whooshing. <laughs> like, whoosh, 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 whoosh. yeah. Like it's great. It's, it's great. I, 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 I think that the music the music in Foley is great, and the fact that you told me that, like, that she actually sang the song, the lyrics, they were, the lyrics, of course, were translated to English for me. The lyrics, I thought, were amazing and went very well with the film. Um, yep. Loved the Foley, loved the, the fire hose blood noises. Psh, I fucking... Tremendous. Yeah, so I'm giving it five out of five, no question. Yeah, same thing. I, I am honestly not that far below that, I don't think, for acting. I have to go like 4.7 or five fists out of five for acting. It's gr- nobody in this movie is weak that I could tell. And nobody took me yeah. out of the movie. I was completely invested the entire time. So I, I have to go, oh God, again, 4.75 or five fists out of five for acting. I can't go lower than that. The acting solid. I'm, I'm putting five fists out of five for acting. I cannot take my eyes off of her. Like, yeah. I cannot take my eyes off of her throughout this film. Her acting is so solid, and she's acting she's she's acting without like she doesn't have very many lines. Um, yeah yeah when when she gets stabbed at the end and she has this like little wash of relief over her, or when she's like staring across the balcony at the uh, masquerade party, yeah, and, you know, she's just glaring. And the voiceover, uh, her mother, uh, her mother was tremendous in it as well. So I, she steals the show. There's nobody weak in this, but her acting is. I have to do five fists out of five. I like. I said she's like, incredibly compelling to watch. Yeah, and like you said, even all the background people, the background women in the jail around uh, Sayo being yes. uh, having the baby. Again, there's no weak links there. So, yeah, I got to go five fists out of five. Um, martial arts. Martial arts, I'm going to give four fists out of five. I thought that story-wise, the martial arts are tied into this film, like woven uh, perfectly. I love the way that she moves. I love the violence. I thought it worked really well. I can't really fault it at all. It's not super martial arts heavy. So, uh, but what they do show, they do it really well. So I'm going to go four fists out of five for martial arts in this film. Cool. I'm going to go 4.5 fists out of five, just because I think they weave it into this movie so well. And they do. The, the transition of 
Sayo giving birth to Yuki and the training that her adopted parents give to her and the transition from the training to the youth to now we have Oyuki being a grown woman and is just a fucking straight assassin really do a great job of taking her focus they they blend her sword and her sword work into her style so well they do and just yeah. the way she moves i i i think it's tremendous 4.5 fists out of five for martial arts for me um would sammo hung make this movie better i don't think he would no disrespect to him but i think this i think this is crafted really really well if you wanted to kind of maybe step it up, I could see Samo playing uh, Gishiro mm-hmm. and making making the – if you wanted to add an additional fight, I think it was pretty satisfying uh, in a lot of ways. But yeah. she doesn't really fight him. She basically stabs through someone to get him and then basically slices his throat. So there's no real battle I think you, if, if you were to put Samo Hung in here and have him play Gashiro and have an epic sword fight at the end, I think, I think that could have added some to it. But it's not necessary, and I think it sits well on its own. Yeah, I, I don't see anywhere Samo would fit in here. Again, no disrespect to the guy. I, I just don't think this is a movie that would work with his sort of brand of martial arts slash comedy. Yeah, you could have no comedy in this. No, no, you know, so I don't think it would, it would work with him. And the, the style isn't his style either. Like that stunty over the top, like, holy shit. Yeah. Kind of, kind of style that Sam was known for. It doesn't work with yeah. this particular movie. I mean, most of the films that we talk about, or a lot of the films that we talk about, like, you know, we can find a way to weave Sam in there to make a better film. But yeah. I think this one is such a good film and it's, it's a unique film, and I think I like it the way it is, and you know, just don't want to change it. So, yeah, no yeah. disrespect to Sam Ohung uh, on not bringing him into this, but uh, I think this is just an excellent film. Where would you put William Hung in this movie to make it worse? Uh, if we were going to make this film worse <laughs> with William Hung, the only thing I can think of is the funny moment where he throws the stool through the glass and Gashiro. <laughs> Like runs runs into frame for a second and sees them and just goes oh and then turns and runs away for some reason I just think that William Hung would be so fucking hilarious in just that in just that little moment of him running in being surprised and then running out that's hilarious where would you I put feel, William Hung to make I, this oh, worse to make this worse I might put William Hung maybe two places the the first place would be. As the first member of the gang that gets killed by Sayo. Yes. Maybe have him in there as like, he, you know, awkwardly stabs Go in the beginning and then takes takes Sayo as his as his sort of captive person. And then she just stabs him and beats the fuck out of him and kills him. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I think that wouldn't be bad. The other place I might put him if I wanted to make this worse is make him the fake Gishiro. With the mask on, so when the she takes the, hero. the yeah. fake beard off and peels the face off, it's just William Hum going, ah? Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. I'm sorry, I have no formal training in yeah. mask he making. He tries to do a sarcastic clap, but he's just got stumps. <laughs> 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 yeah, you finally uh. found out. Cla- oh, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. 
That's all I would do. That's <laughs> anyway. That's just that's for fun, but yeah, yeah. No man, this movie rules. I I love this movie. I would I would watch this movie all the time. So yeah, man, that's a wrap on 1973's Lady Snowblood. Coming up next, we are not jumping that far into the future. We're only jumping 12 years forward to 1985. And uh, for next week, we are going to be moving into a not classical martial art. We're going into more of a Western-style martial art. And we're going to do 1985's wrestling high school pick of Vision Quest. Have you seen this one before? I saw it a long time ago, like in late junior high, early high school. But I do remember the incredibly kick-ass soundtrack. Soundtrack is the shit to this. So, if you want 80s music, this is yeah. the movie you want to watch. Yeah, I remember driving around with Legere uh, listening to this on cassette. So I'm excited to go back for it, man. I really am. Yeah, man, I can't wait to do this. Matthew Modine, Linda Fiorentino, 1985's Vision Quest, coming up next week on You Have Offended This Podcast.